0: Beautiful people across the globe, we just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and Evie. What's good, Kickback people? This is crazy. Like, we literally have one more week in this month of October, and then we close out the year with two months to go. This is just wild. Just like 2020. So... As always, we're going to hit y'all with our temp check, and I usually defer to my beautiful ladies who are on the pod with me, but I'm feeling a little selfish today, and I'm just going to let y'all know that your boy is at a 90, and like 90, I mean, I am feeling good. I'm like, I got an A right now, but it's not a 100 A, it's a 90 A, with, I would say, a light Florida breeze, where you like, I might need a, Mm. a little light t-shirt hoodie, but not necessarily a hoodie hoodie that's real thick. So I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling great. Just glad to be here with my people.
1: I'm happy to hear that, EB. That sounds like perfect weather. I'm feeling pretty good as well. Give me a cool 80 or warm 85 out in whichever way you want to put it, whether that's cool for you Floridians or warm for you people up in the north. I'm sitting at a nice 85. Just grateful for another day of life and, you know, looking forward to the end of 2020, hoping that 2021 won't disappoint.
2: I am at 66, both in my spirit and literally because I'm in the beautiful Carolinas this week. It's bittersweet because I'm here for the memorial service of my adopted granny who was promoted to glory, but also I'm associating this weekend with being able to see my family, whom I never really get to see and with the pandemic, my dad really wasn't trying to see anybody anyway. So I wasn't planning to see them until the new year. So mm-hmm. I got to see them and I get to be in the mountains and just reflect on really the solid people I have in my life. Shrika's probably like weirded out because the other morning I text her this long paragraph like I'm so happy to have you in my life. But it's just those times, you know, it's a little cooler on the outside, but on the inside, I'm warmed by just the great experiences I've been able to have and the people I've been able to meet. I was not weirded it out. I am sentimental queen, okay? So anytime <laughs> people
1: get sentimental, I'll be right there with them. I'm matching whatever sentimental energy you got. I got the match for you.
2: Love it. Love it. So, Sharika, who are you inviting today?
1: I'll say it's a woman. She began her career in the entertainment industry as a development assistant for the producer J. Todd Harris and Joseph M. Singer. She later joined Warner Brothers as a production assistant where she helped develop and supervise a number of commercially successful films such as The Bridges of Madison County, Heat, The Matrix, which is my husband's fave, and The Devil's Advocate. She joined ABC in the summer of 2004 and worked as head of drama and she was hired as president of ABC Entertainment. She oversaw the development of shows such as Scandal, Criminal Minds, How to Get Away with Murder, Nashville, Quantico, Army Wives, and the shows that I used to like to watch Once Upon a Time the show is called Once Upon a Time, not that I like to watch it Once Upon a Time, which I also did like to watch it Once Upon a Time, but yeah, the show is also called Once Upon a Time, and as well as the second cancellation of the show, Roseanne. She was also the president when Blackish was brought to ABC. Her name is Channing Dungey. The reason why I wanted to invite her, not because of all that she's done in the entertainment industry, which is, I think is really cool. She was just announced as a new chair of warner brothers she's the first black american president of a major broadcasting television network and she's a woman so i said you know what sis for all your hard work dedication through the entertainment industry coming all the way up and now to be the first black president of a major television network like i think that's amazing especially in 2020 when everything else has been going wrong at least we got one of our people as a president of a broadcast and television network, which is great because I always hear in the entertainment industry, especially for people of color, there's not people who believe in our stories, who want to tell our stories. So to see this woman go up through the ranks and hopefully now will make a place for other people of color to grow in the entertainment industry and be able to share and tell their stories. I thought that was amazing. So I want to shout out Channing, who's now my new girl, which I don't know her, but I know her now. And so that is who I am inviting to the kickback today. Thank
2: you. I hadn't heard of her and I appreciate that. And shout out to the whole entertainment industry because Netflix has really got me through the pandemic. <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, okay. Amazon Prime. Oh, and I just... Hopping on my sister's Disney Plus, so. Okay, for a good time.
1: Listen, it just carried us all through this pandemic and i do salute all the people who in the entertainment industry who have been struggling through this pandemic because things ain't what they used to be the entertainment industry pretty much shut down for a very big part of the time and a lot of people have been out of work so
0: thinking about a lot of those creatives who are just trying to figure it out within these past six or seven months or so of how do i make ends meet so mm-hmm. if you do just a shout, no, not even a shameless plug, a plug. If you know of local creatives within your community, find ways that you can help them during this season. I know mm-hmm. there's countless GoFundMes that are out there. It's countless theaters and production companies who are finding ways to support each other and they're asking for the public to support them. For those of you who may have been bummed out because you've had to cancel your plans or you can't go to a show, some people just been looking at the heart and the generosity of people saying... I would have spent X amount of dollars on this ticket. I'll still donate that money Mm. to this company. And I just hope for the best next year. And I think that just speaks value on some people who are part of our lovely country and mankind because it's happening around the world as well.
1: Today, we're going to jump between two topics, but I want to start today with the NBA Finals.
0: I would say as an avid sports fan, it was great. I was just happy that basketball was back or sports was back in some way, shape or form. Happy that towards the end, families and friends were able to attend in person. And I would say probably in a long time, the most exciting NBA playoff series that I've experienced as Hmm. a fan. So the, the NBA comeback or restart as they dubbed it, was just very exciting and intriguing.
1: I got the sense it was like more one of the most emotional finals with the Lakers being in the finals and you know we're still all reeling from the passing of Kobe and all that stuff. Would you say like this was like one of the most emotional or like emotionally charged finals in a while?
0: Yeah I, I would say Kobe's passing definitely played a part mm-hmm. in that most. I'm not sure and only not say that because I just think of a few years ago, and I know some of my listeners going to be like, ah, look at EB, he's a LeBron fan. But when <laughs> LeBron had left Miami and he went back to Cleveland, who had, at that time, never done anything well in the sports realm, promised him that he would bring a championship to Cleveland, and he did that, and you just saw his his raw emotion. Like, mm-hmm. that baby crowd was, like, on display. You didn't necessarily <laughs> that see that. Baby. You didn't necessarily see that with the Lakers. This year. Mm-hmm. You saw Anthony Davis towards the end of the game just sitting towards mm-hmm. like, the bench, and he just was like, this is... This is really happening. Like, I'm really about to win a championship towards, like, those last couple seconds. But you didn't see, like, a crazy, I don't say crazy, but you didn't see a burst of emotions through tears. I'll say that.
1: I think back to the last dance where it's like when Michael Jordan wanted to do it for his dad, he wanted to win for his dad. Like, I meant, like, the energy that people were like, we want to do this for Cobra no it was you know? though. I
0: would say a, a lot of people that was their motivation they mm-hmm. even had some Mamba jerseys of course mm-hmm. they had the numbers pinned on them throughout the playoff yeah. through the restart so um that definitely I would say that played a part I just yeah. I don't, like I try I try my best not to be a victim of the moment um <laughs> to say that this is the most emotionally charged and then you know when I look back at past championships it's like uh not really
1: Listen, I can't argue with you because, you know, I'm just now barely dipping my pinky toe into the sports world. So I can't I can't harken back to the cause of LeBron because I, I wasn't present. I wasn't involved and I wasn't interested.
2: So <laughs> I have no idea of those times. I felt torn because, you know, we're in Florida and the Miami Heat is there. And mm-hmm. then there's LeBron and Sharika invited him to the kickback a couple of weeks ago. And I just became an instant fan. I love what he's doing in the community. And to be fair, I have not done the research. I don't know what the other players, maybe they all have schools, maybe they're all on it like he is, but I am going to admit that I was cheering for the Lakers and I was very happy when they won. EB, I have a feeling you don't feel the same.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Um, So for me, I honestly, after the Lakers beat Portland Trailblazers, my favorite in the NBA right now is still Carmelo Anthony. So after Mm -hmm. him, I really didn't care who won. So I'm one of those people who, once my guy's out, anybody can win. Honestly, I wish both could lose so nobody could be a winner because my person didn't win. The other part of me is like, well, one thing I know about Carmelo is he lost to a champion. He didn't lose to another loser. Like Miami Mm -hmm. went to the finals and lost at least. The Portland Trailblazers and Carmelo, they lost to the ones who were champions. Where it's kind of like, not necessarily you give yourself a pat on the back, but it's like, at least we didn't lose to no, no scrubs. Like, we lost to the ones who was the last one standing. At least that's my logic, and I'm sticking to it.
1: That's a beautiful Does, does that make I you feel that. better?
0: Oh, it definitely makes me feel better. It makes me feel good <laughs> on the inside. It's like who, like, who else would you want to lose to? Would you want to lose to some another loser, or would you want to lose to a winner?
1: So do you have a team, Evie, or do you just have a player right now?
0: So right now, I just have a player. As of right now, I would say I support players who are either signed under the Jordan brand. I think you guys know how I feel about Jordan after we did Mm -hmm. our last dance episode. And I root for players who graduated from the University of Florida as a Gators fan. So if you are a Gator alumni or if you are part of the Jordan brand, you will have my support, good, bad or ugly performances within
1: the NBA. The only thing I know about sports players is what they when they cross over into hot top. So I just know Carmelo Anthony because he was married to Lala. I don't know their marital status at this point because I know they've oh, been Oh, that's Carmelo Anthony. I knew he sounded familiar because I married. know of Lala. Okay, good. You know, I don't they really know that? the downfall. They did break up or took a break or separated for a moment, but I was hoping they would get back together. Not that I wanted my girl to go back to trash, but Or trash behavior. I won't say that he's trash, trash behavior. But I'd be rooting
2: for love. People do uh, grow and change. But for some reason, athletes, I just don't see it for them.
0: (laughs) Let's say some athletes.
2: Oh, thank you, Evie. So because LeBron has been with his original wife, right? Yeah, since high school. Another reason Mm -hmm. to stand. Like Snoop Dogg. He was with his original. But I mean, I know she was done dirty. She sure was done dirty. But I do... I do root for love I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at that. I'm laughing because I get nervous laughter. So I don't want the listeners to think I'm like, oh, ha, 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 marriages don't be working. No, <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel awkward at the way, the casual way we're talking about this subject. It be, listen, you know, people have to learn,
1: grow, and hopefully change from their trash ways. And everyone has trash ways. It may not be to the point of others or to the fact of infidelity or stuff like that but everyone has trash ways and everyone has to grow and be better than they were hopefully they grow and be better than they were before
2: but yeah okay, I, so I'm not- I'd be poking the bear just for entertainment because my husband <laughs> never gets upset and I'm like how can you be this way let me try. <laughs> try all right but to get back to the game the real game not the games that I play because I'm immature <laughs> highlight play from this championship was there just a moment that was like, whoa, that was crazy when he dunked on him, or blah blah or his last 10 seconds. Because when I think of the last dance, that is something that stands out to me. There are so many highlights, so many moments where I was like, this makes me love the game of basketball.
0: One would be, and it's not necessarily a specific moment, but it will be watching the, the grit of Jimmy Butler, who plays for Miami. So he recorded his first triple double or final triple double as it was his first finals appearance, but he had like 40 points, X amount of rebounds, X amount of assists. And for our listeners, you're like, what's a triple double? It's when you have in three different categories, 10 or more of that. So for example, 10 points, 10 rebounds, which means you grab the ball when it comes off the rim and then 10 assists, meaning you pass the ball to someone and they end up scoring on that pass from you. Just Mm. here to educate our lovely. Appreciate it. Appreciate
1: the reminder Um, and education.
0: So watching him fight throughout that game and then towards the end of the game and it's not necessarily a highlight play, but he said, y'all in trouble. Like as he's speaking to LeBron and the rest of the Lakers and everybody was like, haha he's so funny like that's disrespectful like lebron is going to destroy him next game or whatnot but in his press conference he basically said he said that because that's what lebron told him like lebron told him that they were in trouble and they ended up winning that game Mm -hmm. so watching his performance probably would be one of my highlights or at least takeaways from the finals and then all of lebron james performance he's just exceptional just watching him do what he does was definitely good as a sports fan to just sit back
1: and watch I'd be so jealous of the people who like LeBron James who be having these times I'm like I want to be good at basketball I want to <laughs> like because it's just so attractive like how skilled these players and I really don't care about I really don't want to be good at basketball I really don't want to play but the way that they play and like maybe it's not that I want to be good at basketball I, I want that energy towards something like that they feel Towards basketball, I want to be drawn to something like they are drawn to basketball. Like that to me is so attractive. Like to like put your heart when they be crying when they win, when they cry when they lose. Like I don't be feeling that way about most things. I'm like, huh it didn't work out. Okay. Like, but to be that passionate about something is attractive to me. I'm like, I, I want to feel that way about something. So
2: there's definitely something to be said of a person who is being all that they can be in whatever God created mm-hmm. them to be on this earth. Like when you watch them, there's just something so beautiful about it because of that, they're doing mm-hmm. the thing that they were meant to do. And Sharika, you will find that thing, the thing that you wake up in the morning and you can, whether it's, riding a bike or some career field that you just get really passionate about. I mean, I see that with EB and his relationship to the people that he works with. I'm like, that is somebody that is doing the thing they were meant to Mm -hmm. do. And it's exciting to see that. And I love to see it with athletes too, Sharika. Say that again,
0: please, Sabrina.
2: (laughs) Um, I love to see EB uh, doing the things he does with the people he works with, because it's just one of those things he is doing the thing he's meant to do.
0: I appreciate that because last weekend, for those of you who are listening today on the 24th, somebody tried to tell me I was called to do something else. They were trying to change my outfits and all. So I just want to say thank you for affirming me and (laughs) what God has called me to do in this current season of my life. And if he were to call me to something else where he gives me a new outfit, then I would be obedient and obliged to his voice and his leading of my life and not those of others who are just trying to bamboozle and
2: <laughs> Not to bamboozle.
0: have me out here hood. We...
2: No one's trying to bamboozle you, Edie. For you, I think it's a challenge when other people see you because you are a people person and no matter what you do, as long as it is about people, you're going to be fantastic at it. So yeah. you could do the thing that maybe this person was asking you to do. What I see you doing now that it works. And, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yeah. So I agree with you, Sharika.
1: I think the thing is sometimes now uh, this is we're all verging off to something else, but I think like when people see people who do things well, they are like, Oh, well, they could be good at that. And they could be, and they probably would be, but that don't mean that that's what they need to be doing. You know? And I so I totally get that. And somebody hit me with that same thing on Sunday. Evening, so I totally get, get that. be like, are you, do you think you want to do this? Well, listen, this is my standard answer. And like you said, I will never say no to the Lord. Wherever the Lord leads, I will go, but he hasn't led me that way in a while. So I'll be doing what he has lead me. And I, I will say, you know what, Sabrina, as you were saying that, like, I feel like God has put a passion in my heart for something that I am working towards. And I'm just waiting to see how the Lord unfolds all the things that he's put in my heart so you know but i i do really get excited when i see other people walking in like what they were created to do because you know you you can see the impact on not just them but other people and i think that is when like the spark, like that's what makes it magic. Amen. So, walking your purpose. Exactly, walking your purpose. One of the things we wanted to talk about today, a little bit more on a little more somber note, we know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I can say probably everybody has been impacted by cancer in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Whether you yourself have experienced cancer whether a dear loved one or you know close family member or friend have experienced the battle or gone through the battle of cancer so we just wanted to talk a little bit about that today and also encourage you to take care of your health go to get your physicals your go to your doctors get your body checked out pay attention to your body pay attention to changes in your body if things don't seem like they used to be you know, go get it checked out. It doesn't hurt to get things checked out. You know, what we don't want is for you to wait and then have to deal with something worse later on. So while I'm talking and I'm talking about that, I'll just share a little bit about something that happened to me a few months ago. A lot of the times or in the past, we were told, oh, when you're in your forties or fifties or whatever age, you know, make sure you go get this checked and make sure you get your colon checked and make sure you do this and do that. But you never like, it seems that people younger and younger are finding that they have gotten cancer or has some of those issues that, you know, people said, Oh, you shouldn't check. till you're 10 to 20 years older than what they were. So it, you're never too young to make sure that you're doing well. But a few months ago, like I felt like, a lump in my breast, and I was like, uh, what's going on here? And thank God, like it really had n- it really was nothing, but I went and got it checked out. And oddly enough, it wasn't one, I felt it something in one, but then they came back and said, Oh, we see something in the other one. And I said, Wait, what? And then thank God, it really, like I said, it turned out to be nothing, but you know, I was just like, let me be proactive. Let me go check this out. Let me make sure that I'm good because, you know, early detection is what they say is the best thing. I wanted to make sure that I was doing that. And and mainly my husband encouraged me because I was just like, oh, it's probably nothing. He was like, well, go find out and make sure it's nothing. I'm like, okay, I guess. But he really pushed me to do that. So shout out to my love for encouraging me to go out there and thank god it wasn't nothing i didn't know that it wasn't nothing i was just assuming that it wasn't nothing so and then i know i've had loved ones in my life who have suffered from cancer my grandmother many of my uncles with prostate cancer my dad so you know i know it is not an easy journey and for so many it's a long hard battle just want to
2: acknowledge that yeah i know i mentioned in my tent check that i was in north carolina because my granny a doctor granny passed she called me in june it was june or july i know it was this summer we had been talking every week as we do and i was checking in on her in the pandemic to tell me that the doctor told her she had cancer and Even though like I heard cancer and it was such a heavy thing, I was so optimistic because I feel like, well, you know, people have cancer all the time and they Mm -hmm. live. But I just remember then thinking too, even when she said it, thinking, oh, you know, you'll just get chemo and we'll move on. And that shows how little I know uh, about cancer. Also, my sister-in-law had cancer as a child. And just thinking about what Mm my in-laws went through when they had three children, the girl has cancer. You're a young child. She lost all her hair. I cannot imagine as a parent. So when granny told me I'm thinking of the people I know who pulled through. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, I'm just going to be there for her. And we made plans after the pandemic, we're going to do this and that because she was starting chemo in late summer, early fall. As I talked to her, she just sounded weaker and weaker to the point where we stopped talking weekly because I could tell it was draining her and she, she knew it was draining her too. And then I got a call about a month ago and she said she was getting off of the chemo. And I remember feeling so upset, like how, and granny was a fighter, you guys, like how could the doctors just tell her to get off. Like, how come nobody's like, girl, you can do this. And so she told me she was going into hospice. And if I wanted to see her, it was just going to have to be a now forget the pandemic. Her attitude was like, listen, I'm about to be out. So <laughs> mm. you need to come down here. So my husband and I came. And when I tell you, she was sassy and sweet and had all the energy. Granted, she wasn't really moving. She was just mm-hmm. like reclining in her chair. But I was thinking once again, even though I heard hospice because my maternal grandmother she was on hospice for three months and then they literally left because they said she wasn't passing fast enough literally that's what they told my mom and my grandma lived for five more years granted she didn't have cancer so once again I'm hearing these heavy things cancer hospice and I'm not associating them with somebody who's really close to the end of their life Mm. I got a call maybe so we went to see her had a great time um, She was making plans for Thanksgiving, she was fussing at me because my husband and I didn't stay with her. But I'm thinking, girl, everybody's trying to come here and pay their respects and have time with you. I can't be up in the house. So we were joking and stuff as usual. And then I didn't, I said I got a call. I didn't get a call my supervisor came to my office and they were like, hey, I'm just here to check on you. And this was Monday. So my husband and I's anniversary was Monday and Tuesday I was back in the office and my supervisor came to check on me. And I was like, check on me about what? And she was like, oh, about granny. You guys, I didn't even know because on my anniversary, one of the gifts to my husband was I was not on social media. I had my phone on do not disturb. And so I just had no clue. And I found out, which I'm actually glad I found out that way because I had someone in person looking me in the eye. They could give me comfort. And we just, you know, she had her service, not even a week later. She passed on Monday and then the service was Saturday. So I know cancer is a B-I-T-C-H. Like, I'm still in shock. It doesn't even feel real that she's gone because I saw her less than a month ago. And once Mm -hmm. she was... Off that chemo, she sounded stronger. Granted, now I'm learning that hospice had her under so much medicine, and mm. she just felt a lot better. And she told my husband and I, she said, when she made the choice to get off of chemo, it was like a brick was lifted off her shoulders. Mm. When she was on chemo, she was back and forth in the hospital like two times. Like the emergency, one time she sat in the emergency room for thirty hours without. They had no bed. It was just taking its toll on her. It's so painful getting up. And she said, no, it wasn't the doctor's decision. It was mine. So then I had to release that anger about, oh, they're not letting her fight. Oh, the doctor's telling her. No one told her to give up. And she didn't give up. She Mm. went with dignity and Pride and it was the way she wanted to go. And I have to respect that. And I don't know if you guys know the song in Christ Alone, but in that last verse, it talks about like no guilt in life, no fear in death.
1: Amen.
2: And I felt like that's what she had. But when you're living, you just want to hold on to what you know, like, right? Like, I want to hold on to the things that I see. And I know that there's a place that the Lord is preparing for us. And I know that there's better things on the other side. But I don't see that right now. The better things are here. Talking yeah. to Eureka, chilling with EB, you know, experiences with my family and my husband. I'm learning now more about cancer and I'm trying to, because I don't have an understanding of it. I want to take it seriously and learn how to be there for people. Because yeah. when she, even when yeah. she was going there through chemo, like I sent her cards, I tried to call, but like I said, it took a lot of her energy. So I know because of the way statistics work, cancer will creep in my life again. It's not mm. on my side of the family, but it doesn't matter. Like I mm. know I will mm. meet someone else. I know I, meet, I might even have to deal with the passing of someone else from cancer. So those are my experiences with cancer. What about you, Evie?
0: For me to experience, like it's one of those, I guess weird things that just stays in your mind. Like every time, I don't know. Like lately, not lately, but probably in the past five or six years, I saw cancer as like a cuss word. Like. When I hear that mm. C word, it like does something to me. My grandfather passed away from prostate cancer. My sister is battling breast cancer right now. And then my mom passed away from colon cancer. So every time I hear it, it's just like this C word does something. And then, of course, mm. a friend or two. When I say a friend or two, but people who I've experienced, people who I've worked with or people who I've went to school with, whether you're seeing them via social media or you hear people say, hey, pray for this person or... Even just naturally within, and I say within my culture, whether it be Haitians or people who descend from the continent of Africa, like you'll see something or see someone and then I'll get text messages like, hey, did you see so-and-so? They look sick. And then after you just do some little bit of research or you do some digging, you find out that they're dealing with cancer and you're like, "Mm, that makes total Mm. sense. The body, at least people who have experience, like they just transform like who they are, like from what you remember them vividly as of who they are. And then when they're going through either that chemo or that treatment or dismissing, and I say dismissing, not in a negative connotation way, but getting away from that treatment or not relying on that treatment, seemed like their body, as in their physique, it's just like polar opposites of one another. And it's just like, how could such a thing like this happen? Um, and I know for me, especially when my mom was going through it, I used to sit there and scream to the heavens of like, God, why would you let, or why would you allow something like this to happen, like someone who I know is faithful, someone who I know who loves you, someone who I have seen committed to serving other people. How could this be a thing that happens to one of your very own? So I won't go into every, you say every story, but I know one of them was like, of course, like I said, my mom, and even just finding out about that one. I remember sitting in class at USF, go Bulls, and I'm sitting in class, I'm getting like, I just kept feeling my phone vibrate. And like, usually when I'm in class, I try not to pick up, of course, or not walk out of the class. Because in college, you can do that. You can just get up Mm -hmm. and walk out and come back in. Like You pay to be there. You ain't got to ask nobody, can you walk out? So as this is going on, I was just like, so I finally pulled my phone out and I see one of my brothers was calling me and I'm just like, oh, okay, Okay, that's not that serious. I can pick it up later. And then I ended up finally picking it up because I seen missed calls from him and my sister and someone else. And I'm thinking one of my brothers got locked up again or something happened to one of them. And then my brother was like, literally snapped on me. Like, remember I'm the youngest of 13, but he was like, if it was an emergency, you're not picking up the phone. Da, 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 da. And my natural response every time people tell me that is, well, if it was an emergency, call nine one one. Like I can't help you. I'm like what you gonna call me for? <laughs> like Are you gonna tell me something going on and I'm stuck in la la land? So like, you better call them if it's an emergency. But then he just hear his voice cracking, and he shares with me that my mother is battling cancer, and the doctor just told her she has six months to live. Mm. So of course I'm just like, eh, who the doctor think he is? Like you ain't, got, you can't like. Tell me, my mama got six months to live. Literally that same day, I didn't go to my second class that day. I drove to Winter Haven, finding out my mom was at another hospital. Then went there, chilled with her, seeing just the way she looked, and I'm just like, "You did not look like this a month ago. Like, what's going on? Like, I just mm. saw you Christmas, <laughs> like, and it was just like a kind of like a rapid decline. And of course, time goes on. In April, find out my mom just started fighting with medical staff of not wanting the tube in her and just wanting to get away from just treatment, stop chemo in May. And then um, the last time I seen her was the day before she passed, but it was June 9th on a Sunday. And then that Monday morning around like 109, I remember my dad calling me and just informing me that my mother had passed away. And the first time he said, it, I was like, huh? You said what? And he was just like, but I can hear him like he's saying it, but like, it's like either one, I didn't want to hear it, or two, I felt like he was mumbling. And so I re- I asked him again, I was like, I can't hear you, like speak up. And then all I hear, I hear him in a loud, audible voice, like I felt like God was talking to me. He said, hey man, what's wrong with you? You don't clean your ears? And I was like, hey, calm down on me and let me. And then he just ended up saying that, yeah, like it happened, but I have to call mm. the rest of your siblings. And if any one of them call you before I get a chance to call them, like you don't let them know, tell them to call me. Just. Mm. And I was like. Yes, sir. Now it's been seven years, seven and a half or so, or seven and like five months. It's just been a unique journey. And every time I hear cancer, whether it be colon, Mm -hmm. whether it be breast, whether it be prostate, whether it be lung, like just cancer as a whole, it just does something to my spirit.
2: I like Mm -hmm. what you were saying, Sharika, about early detection, because I know a lot of people in the community I grew up in, even my dad hates going to the doctor. Like always says the doctors are gonna try to kill them and can't trust doctors and all this kind of stuff. So I think about a friend of my mother-in-law who would not have even been able to fight. She also had colon cancer. The doctors didn't believe her. Mm. She's the nurse and she knew something was weird going on in her body. And she had to go seriously, you guys, to like six different doctors for someone to finally believe her, take her seriously. They found it early. And then they were able to help her deal with it. And she's living today. And that is not the case for so many people. Mm -hmm. So many times I hear about, oh, if only we had found it sooner. So Mm -hmm. please, you guys, know your family history. That plays a large part Mm -hmm. of it. And go and get your annual checkups, especially those of you who have health insurance.
1: You're already paying for it. So just do it. You know, some of the insurances even give you like incentives for going to the doctor, give you money back and stuff like that for doing your annual testing and checks and stuff like that. So, you know, it's only to your benefit. And then the blessing, hey, if it's nothing, what great, wonderful. That's what you want to hear. But then if there is something, at least you know how, you know, to attack the problem and there's options and what the next step is, you know, but you can't do anything if you don't know. What do you think? so definitely make sure you take care of yourself no one else is going to do it for you only you can take care of you
2: and the great thing about the uh. checks is that information on how to do those things properly is right there on the internet my friends. So you can Google it, you can print it out, you can laminate it so you can put it in your bathroom, put it in your shower, wherever you need to do, make sure you get it done.
1: Exactly. Listen, y'all, y'all on the internet for everything else. So y'all can go on there and find out how to take care of yourself. That's so
0: true.
2: So Sabrina, what happened back in the day? A century is only a small segment of time measuring the history of science through the ages. But for cancer research, the last 100 years overshadow all the years that came before it seriously physicians have moved from being able to do very little to treat patients to achieving survival and curates no one even believed possible Just a few decades ago, young investigators and physicians were often told not to go into oncology because the disease is so complex and the clinical outcomes were so discouraging. Today though, oncology is one of the most exciting fields in biomedicine because of the many astonishing advances research continues to yield. Today, I want to give a brief background on the history of cancer research This comes from the American Association of Cancer Research Journal. The field of cancer research had begun to grow rapidly by the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century. In Europe, spontaneous tumors had been propagated in mice and Gaylord and Tizzer, two founders of the American Association of Cancer Research, also known as the AACR, soon expanded this research to America, thank God. The use of radium and x-rays was also in its infancy. American institutes for research were being established, such as Roswell Park, the Rockefeller Institute, and the Institute of Cancer Research at Columbia University. Private endowments to fund research were beginning to increase rapidly, although direct government research support was not yet available. The first congresses on cancers had also just begun in Europe. The level of optimism was so high during this period that Roswell Park stated that the discovery of the cause of cancer was just around the corner. Within this spirit of enthusiasm, a group of 11 American pathologists, surgeons, and chemists proposed forming an organization. Thus the AACR was founded in Washington DC on May 7th, 1907 and its purpose was soon defined as to further investigate and spread the knowledge of cancer. It is interesting to reflect on what was known about cancer at the time that the AACR was founded. The earliest theory of cancer was based on the humoral theory of disease articulated by Hippocrates. It is assumed that the disease was due to an excess of black bile. Apparently, this was not a bad hypothesis since it lasted about 1900 years. However, during this time, the theory was never challenged by an actual inquiry until the Renaissance period, when a dissection failed to reveal the existence of black bile. In the 1700s, it was assumed that cancer arose from congulated lymph, and congulated just means like when something changes from a fluid into a thickened mass. The modern era of cancer research really began in the 19th century and led to the current concept developed by several investigators that cancer is a disease of cells. The first insights into human cancer causation occurred in the 18th century. In the last decade of the 19th century, we got an association between occupational exposure to aromic amines and bladder cancer, thus setting the stage for the identification during the 20th century of other specific chemical carcinogens in the work. Place in the environment. Early evidence for the multi stage and multi factor nature of this process was revealed at the beginning of the 20th century. Within just a few years after the founding of the ARCR, the first Tumor viruses were identified in chickens around 1910. Tumor transplantation was reported in 1877 and further studied in 1903. The technique of cell culture was established in 1911 and Mendel's Principles of Inheritance were rediscovered in 1900. Also, the field of mouse genetics had just begun. Genetic studies had also begun in humans, and in 1914, they made the prophetic claim that chromosomes were the carriers of hereditary information and that cancer was due to defects, in chromosomes. Cancer researchers can also take pride in the fact that cancer studies have often played an important role in advancing the broader fields of cell biology and biomedical research. At the AACR's first scientific meeting in 1907 in a small room in New York City, nine papers were presented. Two dealt with using transfusions to treat cancer. Five covered transplantation of tumors and animals. Poor animals. And two were meant to dispel the myth that some cancers were really infectious diseases. At the AACR's Centennial Celebration annual meeting in 2007 in LA, there were over 17,000 registrants, over 6,500 abstracts and papers, and topics ranged from biomarkers to molecular targets and to prevention and survivorships, and a host of things that were not even thought about in 1907. Given how far our understanding of cancer at the clinical, tissue, cellular, and molecular levels has come in the past 100 years, it is not overly optimistic to think that well before the next AACR centennial, the world will be celebrating a major reduction in cancer incidence and mortality. Exciting progress towards that goal is being made every day, in many research laboratories and clinics around the world. I am so grateful
1: for the strides that have been made in cancer research and finding cures and things like that. All the people who go out and do the walk to help raise money, raise awareness, like for the future, for our generations to come, like to hopefully one day they don't have this to deal with. Grateful for all the researchers out there, grateful for all the people out there who are just putting in the energy day after day, Trying to find cures so that one day, generations from now, cancer would be no more.
0: Yeah, I would just reiterate that same thing that Sharika just shared. And um, I think just actually just putting the emphasis on it as people continue, not only be aware, but to educate and inform themselves of the things that are happening. Just even hearing you talk about some of those things, it gives me hope that Mm -hmm. though is something that my mother struggled with. Like I remember at a point, I used to always say she lost her bout with cancer, but I don't necessarily feel like cancer defeated her. Mm-hmm. Like other days, I would say, but just knowing that it gives hope for other people, whether it be myself, whether it be my peers, whether it be nieces and nephews, or just that generation that's coming up behind us or behind me or whatnot. So thank you for just always educating us in that sphere. Yes. Back in the day.
2: No problem. What are you expounding on today?
0: So I was going to expound on just some of the stuff that we have talked about a little bit when it comes to cancer and how the death rate of cancer in the past two decades have declined by 29%. And it's a little bit more But I actually just came across another lovely article. And this lovely article, it's not that long, but I I think it just speaks volume on the uniqueness of people who reside in this great state of Florida. Some people got arrested. We know people get arrested all the time. There's nothing new for people to get arrested. That's why we have law enforcement or as some would refer to them as slave patrols because that's (laughs) how they started. But these people was charged with an elaborate, organized enterprise. Now, when you hear the word elaborate, or you hear the word organized, or you hear the word enterprise, you would think that this is something next level. Mm -hmm. For some people, it is. These individuals decided to smuggle something out of this great state of ours. Now, when you think about Florida, you might think of Disney World, You might think about what we talked about earlier in the podcast, the Miami Heat making it to the NBA Finals. You might think about our oranges or the Tropicana Mm -hmm. orange juice. Shout out to the Rays. Their home base is Tropicana Field. They just made Mm -hmm. it to the World Series. We'll probably talk to you about that a little bit next month. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning who won the Stanley Cup. There's some great things that happens in Florida. You might think about our sunny state. might think about our white sandy beaches. might think about our historic town of St. Augustine. might think about the beautiful things in Miami. No, not these individuals. They decided to smuggle Florida's flying squirrels, which is protected wildlife in this great state. And what do they do? They sell them. And you might wonder, how much is somebody paying for a squirrel? They didn't even know
1: we had flying squirrels.
0: Take a deep breath, close your eyes, inhale, exhale, and think that people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for some exotic pets. They said that we had 10,000 traps set up across this state and- As many as about three to four thousand have already been shipped overseas, which for me is wild already. I didn't even know, like you just said, Sharika, that we have flying squirrels. The other thing is that we have flying squirrels that people had to make laws to make them illegal to trap. I'm trying to figure out who are these people. Now you might be wondering, why would someone do such a thing? Well, one reason is the corruption and the greed of this world. People want more money. And Mm -hmm. they were flying them to our lovely allies in South Korea so people can purchase them and do all types of stuff with them. I'm not going to tell you some of the stuff that this article is telling me that people do with it. No. Oh, no. I just think it's disgusting at best. But I will say that not only are flying squirrels leaving our state, people are taking our lovely alligators (laughs) and our freshwater turtles. And they're even tagging along some house pets that people no longer know where their pet is. You know (laughs) who stays down the road from you? Who's posting on the wall? Have you seen this dog? Well, just know that these lovely people (laughs) snatching up pets. (laughs) (laughs) As you're listening, please pray for these lovely poachers who are traveling from county to county, snatching up animals and shipping them across seas. This is wild. And this comes from the Florida Wildlife Commission. And they are tired of our precious natural resources being abused. Major Grant Burton, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. Just know (laughs) that us at The Kickback, we feel your pain. And we are praying that you find all of those poachers and that all of those pets get returned to this great state of ours in one piece. I doubt they will, but I hope they do.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing. I feel bad. But
2: all I'm thinking is hide your pets. (laughs) Because they oh take everybody God. up in here. <laughs> they climbing through your windows. They snatch your pets up. Your <laughs> Trying to poach them. So you need to Yeah, that's really horrible. I want for the poachers what they're doing for the animals. I want them to be snatched up and taken somewhere and all the that things. That's just so awful.
0: It is. But then the other part of me. If I'm being real, and I know we have some people who love animals. I'm with E.B. on this
1: one. I don't even know what he's going to say, but I already feel it in my spirit that I'm going to hundred?
0: Well, I said hundreds, but I'll just go with the base. A hundred thousand dollars for a flying squirrel? You know what that could do for me?
1: Okay, never mind. I'm not on the same page with E.B. I was just saying, I'm not really sad about the pets. I don't care. Sharika! <laughs> okay, so
0: Sharika, just say, let's just say, for example, somebody is out here poaching a squirrel. We're just going to see where everybody's hard at this morning. Somebody <laughs> is out here poaching a squirrel. Mm-hmm. The squirrel happens to fly into your window because today is a day of 75 in a light, cool breeze in the great state of Florida. Now, as they saw the flying squirrel fly into your house, it's not going to attack you. He comes in and say, hey, I know that there's a flying squirrel inside of your beautiful home. I'm willing to give you $100,000 if you allow me to come inside and take this squirrel. Are you accepting or rejecting
1: that offer? I'm accepting if this if the flying squirrel is fine in my house. I'm flying out. I was gonna pay them to get the squirrel, but if they pay me, even better. I don't care for the the critters. Listen, I love God's creatures from afar. If they come close, then it's a different story. The mm-hmm. challenge
2: is that there's a natural balance to our world, and if you are. Messing with different ecosystems. Like, it's not just you can start to remove these, never mind the cruelty to animals that's happening when that's, you're I don't there. But you can really mess, everything is connected. The Native Americans tried to tell us, y'all didn't hear color the other on on Pocahontas? She was I like, listen, hear. the tree is my brother, the otter is my friend. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my issue with it, Sharika. And you know, I'm someone who also does not want to critter in my house. Evie, in that story, absolutely. Give me the 100k. Something's just in my home, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm for cruelty of animals. What? No, what I'm not for thing? that. Yeah, that is.
1: I don't horrible. want to, but No, I don't think anyone should be cruel to animals. I don't think that they should be poaching animals. I don't think they should be stealing people's pets. That's really awful. That consider, is the worst.
0: What do we consider cruelty to animals?
1: All
2: right, if you're talking if you're about trapping them I and meat, yes, I do. But there's even a way to kill an animal that is humane and fair you know you can't just be out here doing, doing the most ed so you know are you saying i'm cool to animals because i love chick-fil-a i would never
0: say such a thing
2: But you're. i would say, I,
0: I would say if you look at some of the ways that chick-fil-a gets their chicken and you look at some of these companies when they just put them all into like a, a compactor and they just smush them together
2: we, like, don't know that that. We, don't, we don't know that Chick-fil-A. We don't know that Chick-fil-A. I know what he's talking about, and you're right. The way they treat those chickens when they have them living on top of each other and they're stressed, that actually impacts the taste of the meat. No. I like free yeah. range. I look for free range chicken and grass-fed cows and all, all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that more, more people did that, but just the way that our fast-paced society works, mm-hmm. people don't. And in those places, and I I agree. I go to Chick-fil-A too. I go to Publix. Uh, some days I stop in McDonald's for breakfast. I go to Burger King. I hit all the fast food spots, Wendy's and all. But I can tell mm-hmm. you that some of our lovely fast food spots, they find a unique way of not telling people where mm. their chicken comes from. So I can only- Let's I can not only talk understand. about it
1: again. Not Sabrina with not, I not my brother it. with the green meat, red
2: meat, blue meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear get teeth pieces inside of y'all chicken sandwiches. No
2: we need to talk about oh thanksgiving is t- coming up maybe there's some great documentaries on netflix about the food in america where it comes from i don't want to
1: know yeah i don't
2: want to know they say ignorance is bliss it's true it is see that it's really hard to eat the same
1: knowledge
0: is power
2: exactly yeah
1: it is knowledge is power but ignorance is bliss and i sometimes in certain cases depending on the subject will like to remain in ignorance okay I want to be able to eat my my chicken sandwiches from McDonald's, the McChicken, as y'all told me it was trash, and my gourmet chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A, which I love. It's not gourmet, but you know what I mean. I don't want to say goodbye to some of these things, and maybe one day I'll be grown enough and mature enough to accept the truth but sometimes I just want to pretend like I don't know and enjoy it anyway but I do feel bad I know I laughed and said I don't care about the pets but I really do I don't want I think it's a terrible
2: time on the podcast that you come for the pets listen I don't want you don't have to bring it up (laughs) I don't want the pet lovers coming after me and no I'm not editing it out but like you said the hearts are exposed Sharika one year I'm going to have a pet when my husband finally allows it. And you are going to love that pet. I will, I will.
1: (laughs) And that's, it will. Because listen, honestly, one of the reasons why I don't want a pet is because I know I will love a pet and I don't want to love a pet. I don't want the heartbreak of losing a pet. I don't want to get attached. I just don't want that. So I will love your pet. My aunt, I cried when her dog died because I never had a dog and that was the only dog I knew like that. And I cried when poor justice died I love justice and my other cousin has a dog and I love that dog too but I just don't I want to love them from afar because my heart I'll just say my heart is too tender I know I pretend like I don't care but it's really because I care too much
2: no I love that make me sound better better. (laughs) no it sounds awesome that is it imagine now somebody taking is one thing that they're taking animals from the wild but E.B. can you imagine someone just coming in your house and stealing. He's not gonna have a pet in his house. <laughs> but he's still know. there's a level of respect. Like no, no, definitely.
0: if definitely. if I if so if I were not allergic to pets or if I had some form of an interest of pets, I would be blown away and extremely pissed off that a savage
1: That's exactly what they a
0: clown, are a imbecile, idiot or I um, love
1: these adjectives. Just
0: all t- like I can keep <laughs> on going, but that they would do such a thing. The fact that you feel comfortable coming into my home matters. So are they fact,
1: coming into houses or the pets sneaking out and then they're getting snatched
0: up? Well, from the article, they are going into certain oh, homes. Oh, now this is terrible. So it's like a, it's like even a ring worse. of people, and some of them—it's not just like all—all all just like cats and dogs, but it's some people who know individuals have some exotic animals in their home. Mm. And they're snatching them up, which is crazy. Then it, it, it also t- talks about like giving them—they're not euthanizing them, cause they're not killing them, but just uh,
1: like, like putting them to sleep, putting them to sleep, yeah,
0: hibernating them. But you know, like, I then know that,
1: what you mean. Like, like,
0: crazy that you feel so comfortable actually. And I won't go too much into it. And I'll probably—I'll text both of y'all a video that I saw yesterday. I don't want to see. A guy was in a home at an Airbnb, mm-hmm. and two people—I won't tell you their background or their race, but I'm pretty sure you can figure it out just came into the Airbnb where he was as he's sitting in the living room and just was like, hey, what are you doing here? And he was just like, hey, why did you just walk into this house? Like, why do you feel so comfortable to just walk into this house? And then they just started having a conversation and she's saying she knows the owner. And he said, I don't care who you know, I just need you to get out the house. And he was like, how would you feel if I just walked into your house? man?" like, well, I'd be scared. Like, wouldn't you be scared if somebody just walked into your neighbor's next door and like, you don't even know your neighbor. How do you know I didn't buy this house? And then she was just like, well, did you buy this house? Like, why are you in this house? And I was like, and so as I'm watching this video, I'm like, bro, you stay here too long with this couple. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. conversation stayed too long. <laughs> but the fact that people feel comfortable going to go into a home, and yeah. whether it's still, whether that's for comfort, whether that's for peace, I don't know whether it's for the greed of trying to get more money. And then you have to ship these things to other places. Like, so it's not just a snatching. it's for me to keep, it's a snatching and then a elaborate process or elaborate organized enterprise to get these to other places, which usually- but you have,
1: can't keep the evidence, EB. You have okay. to get rid of the evidence.
0: But even that though, I get that's true. But the fact that you have to get them either on a plane or a cargo ship or something to these other places. And it's just like, you're going to, through too much for a couple of dollars. And I say couple and some of them 100, 200, 300 K which is just like who need the squirrel? Like, wh- what are you doing mm-hmm. with this? You're paying this much money for it. Like, I need to find you.
2: You <laughs> need to stop dropping those numbers because he made me want to go find a flying squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find two of them. Listen. house paid off, period. Okay. Really? A hundred? Uh, but then again, I couldn't do it because I probably could find the squirrel because I could ask Doug to catch it for me because I'm not touching <laughs> it. But then you have to deal with the shady characters, like who you sell it to. Because I feel like once you get shady characters in your circle, it's really hard to get them out. And I don't want that energy. Okay, let's go to what we recommend. This has been wild. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Sharika, what do you recommend today? I'm recommending that you guys check out the docuseries
1: called Black Love. I've been watching this for the past few years. And it is so good. The creators of Black Love are Tommy and Cody Oliver, and they are a couple who, as they were in their relationship, you know, trying to learn about what it means to be married and that kind of stuff. They started this docu-series, basically interviewing different couples from one year marriage. Well, I don't know if they've had a one year one, but from like early marriages on to 15, 20, 40, however many year old marriages, just interviewing these couples and just learning about what it takes to be married and what have you experienced and just to encourage other people in marriage. And I've loved, I've enjoyed just as I've only been a couple of years in marriage, just to see because we they talk about how it often people don't talk about marriages and their experiences. So, you know, when you're in a marriage, you're like, is this normal? Am I going crazy? Is this, you know, do everybody experience this or, or how did these people get past these experiences? So I want to recommend Black Love because it's really good. But these past two episodes, when they talked about COVID, like I just saw, I mean, I've had experiences, not personally myself, but family members who have have had COVID, people in my family who have lost their life to COVID, but just to hear the variety of stories and experiences, it was just crazy, eye-opening, heartbreaking. And just to harken back to what we talked about last week, when you hear the president just so casually act like COVID is not a thing, not a big deal. And I'm just looking at these people, this one family who lost their five-year-old daughter and just like all these different people who've had experience, who literally thought they were going to die themselves because it was just so terrible. They couldn't breathe. They were, they felt like giving up and things. So I just recommend black love the series, but especially if you haven't seen any of it and you're interested, the COVID episodes, were really good. And it's found on OWN, but also I've seen them had the episodes on YouTube as well. So check out Black Love docu series It's really good.
2: I'm definitely going to dive into that, Sharika. Thank you so much. As you were talking, I Googled it. And I love how its platform is about building community and conversation around healthy relationships mm-hmm. at every stage of life. And I specifically love the line that says, Because seeing our love represented appropriately matters. That's something that people don't really think about. And I know we already talk about having people of color represented better in media and Mm -hmm. entertainment. But gosh, when I was younger, it was rare that you saw it at the same level that you saw other races on TV. Obviously, we Mm -hmm. had you know things like the cosby show and fresh prince of bel-air but family matters family matters which i love so thank you for sharing that
1: oh and you said oh i'm just gonna say you said fresh prince um jazzy jeff who was on the fresh prince Was with Wilma Smith. He had COVID. Him and his wife were on that episode.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna dive into that. I am recommending a podcast today, you guys. Please get in the podcast. I know you listen to ours and you share it with all your friends and you give us five stars only. But this is another one that is really, really good. And it's called The Bible Binge. The Bible Binge, B I N G E. What if you could listen to a recap of the Bible like a recap of your favorite TV show? What if there was a the podcast that used pop culture literacy to enhance your biblical literacy, all with the flair and authority of a movie review? The Bible Binge is a show where the hosts take both the familiar and obscure stories found in Scripture with equal parts humor and insight, walking you through the odd circumstances in which you see these ancient figures and where they find themselves. Whether these are stories you learned at VBS or you've never read one red letter of Scripture, the Bible Binge. Has something for everyone y'all it is so funny i love it it's informative it leads you to ask more questions it answers questions the insights the depth it's amazing church can be fun y'all and christians aren't all stuffy and these are my type of people the hosts are so funny get into the bible binge eb what you got
0: so because we were talking about cancer today what i have for you guys is a netflix drama or a docu i don't know if it's a documentary it's just a A drama called Hope Springs Eternal. Hope Grayson is known as the girl dying of cancer. Just imagine that's your, I guess, description or how people refer to you at school. And she has fully embraced her identity, posting YouTube videos, having fun with friends, landing in Australia, boyfriend. So, you know, my boy come through with the accent and being (laughs) popular have been results of this identity. But one day, one of the things that we hope for all cancer patients, tests show that she has been cured. Hope, unsure of what her new future holds, hides the truth. Just imagine you are uplifted or encouraged daily by others because of what you're battling. And now internally you're battling yourself because you don't want people to know that you have made whole. Hope, unsure of what her future holds, hides the truth. But as happens with most secrets, the truth comes out. With the help of her friends and loved ones, hope faces her fear of living it's not that long of a film i encourage you to watch it and one of the reasons i recommend this one because the first time i heard of like cancer fix or seventh grade i just know i was in middle school and i know it was in eighth grade a classmate and i said classmate as in we're in team so i don't know if she was even in a class with me but i remember we just came to school one day and it just said this individual has leukemia never even heard of that word before and then a couple weeks later she passed away and it was like this big thing Mm, at our school that we had a person who passed away in middle school and then like our yearbook was dedicated middle school yearbook was dedicated um, to her so i was just like what's a one of a young lady or a story or a recommendation that i could give so that's why you got hope springs eternal.
1: That sounds cool. I definitely want to check that out. And I've been also meaning to check out the Bible binge because our friend Tanya lended it to me. And so Tanya, I'm shouting you out because Tanya was mad that she only kept getting shouted out about the nasty chicken sandwich. So Tanya, now I'm shouting you out about... The Bible binge and how she told me to check it out. And yeah. I never checked it out. But thank you for the reminder, Sabrina, because I do want to check it out. It does sound cool. But yeah, Tanya was mad. She said, how come every time I get brought up on the podcast, it's about the chicken sandwich? There's because more to me than the chicken sandwich.
2: Proud. And I mean, Tanya, I also dragged my own husband over the chicken sandwich. So, you know, if he can get it, who can't? Um, yeah.
1: but Now she's going to be but, mad again because I brought no. up the chicken
2: sandwich again. But Tanya is <laughs> an amazing cook. And she's an amazing baker and you guys anything she cooks is good so tanya your food would be great also tanya did pick me on the bible bench and i actually met the host last year on accident but that was before i was knew much about the podcast world and i regret not standing over them when i saw them in person that's okay was you, that
0: last year or was that in january
2: oh my gosh Dang, that oh was January. COVID, that was this past january it absolutely yeah. was in january yeah you're right thank you thank you sharika for pointing out that tanya put us on the bible binge and it's great and eb thank you for that the last movie i saw about a young girl dealing with cancer was a walk to remember remember and oh, everybody that was, that was so singing good in that mandy moore song at all the talent show girl it had me in tears so i'm looking forward to this generation's mm-hmm. version of that and that also deals with the topics of like loneliness and community like she felt like she couldn't like that is such great news like hey i'm alive and then it's like but what what is my community gonna look like now are, are they still gonna mm. ride for me the way they did so thank you eb i'm ready for a different one because i lot to remember Woo! that thing had me tore up i love that movie i want to
1: watch it again now that you
2: brought that
0: up thanks for listening to another episode of the kickback if you're down with the squad make sure you share it with your peoples and subscribe 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 and some of y'all if i'm just keep it real y'all be slacking hit us mm-hmm. up on. Hit us up with the emails for the topics, or the comments, and the questions. Message us. We want to hear from you guys. If you want to switch our narrative or you want to get some clarification of what we discussed, we want to hear from you. And as always, if life tries to knock you down, just make sure you kick back. Until next week. Peace.